river kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugar-Fueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 63. Okay. So, when last we left you, uh, I forget specifically what we did last episode. But, uh, boasting. It was, yeah, just round one and then boasting. Yes. You, you defeated Rasseline. Yes. In the first opening joust. Uh, your next round has you up against the True Knight of Thorns. Yes. Um, the boasting has gone on. Yes. <clears throat> uh, and Gregory won. Which Gregory won with his um, very sa- tale. both sarcastic and sadistic tale of um, him seducing an innocent shopkeeper's wife into bearing his illicit child it by virtue of his illicit magic child by virtue of magic raspberries. Yeah. Um, then Kelly went up to express his appreciation for. Gr- um, Gregory's awesome artwork and threaten, uh, awesome performance and threaten him under the table. Yeah. And Gregory um, caved like a um, wet parachute in the rain and uh, a yeah. wet um, towel in, in the rain in, or whatever. In second, in second place was the um, sexy bandit priestess of um, bandit queen of Calistria, Elora. Yes, who certainly, who certainly deserved it. Um, who then um, sort of freaked out a bit that she oh, that's second. Right. And ran out of the tournament. Yes, and Michaela tried to run her down and failed. Yeah. And, and then, then in, and in third place was the um, even more awesome um, priestess of Kaelin, uh, follower of Kaelin. That's right, the Bimini's uh, follower of Kaelin. Who did the... Um, demonic Chimera, but it wasn't worth spilling a drop. Yeah. Okay, and... So the posting has concluded. Yes, and um, Greery has dropped some unsubtle hints that um, something bad is going to happen at the end of the tournament, which is not Gregory's fault, and no one should kill Gregory over it. And <clears throat> Kaelin, the True Knight of Thorns, Kundal, and uh, the Steel Juggernaut, Villamore Koth, are all up on sort of a very large table. Um, you were basically spaced... Unless you deliberately want to sit next to any of them, which you're most welcome to, you are spaced several seats apart, and the table is just groaning with mead in front of you. There is more here 
not actually necessarily than Kaelin could ever drink, but you've literally got, like, you know, 40 full goblets of mead in front of you. Yeah, um... It is, you are not obliged to drink I'll, them all. I'll, I will have endeavoured to be, you know, not necessarily sitting right next to Kundal, but in Kundal's yep. vicinity, because Kundal knows how to party. Yep, yep. And he's got to be eliminated this round, so I'm And he'll sort, of, he'll sort of lean over to you periodically and slap yep. you on the back. And, uh, uh, and say something. You know, when he sees Alora get up, he... <laughs> wolf whistles and such like. <laughs> yeah, it's extra appropriate in this case. Um, and... <clears throat> The afternoon begins to go on. Yes. Uh, and at this point, uh, I will now get a fortitude save from Kaylin to see how drunk you are. Uh, you have been imbibing Bixen, Bixen Libitsinsins. Frickle, frickle, frick. <laughs> Mr. Gnomes. Yes. Um, finest Blackberry Mead. Given, uh, given the amount of gnomes action we have in this game and in Curses of Crimson Throne, can I say to all gnomes everywhere you can have more pronounceable names? That could be a thing. We could also have more gnome action. That kind of thing interests you. Alrighty. And it is drinking fortitude save. Um, this isn't the kind of thing endurance provides a bonus to, is it? Uh, no, I don't believe so. No, if I you have bonuses against poison, then Yeah, no, that's it. the... Um, I get confused because both dwarf poison bonuses and endurance apply to a bunch of um, similar things. Alright. Yeah, I can double check endurance. No, no, I'm pretty confident it doesn't. Um, Kaelin gets a 25. Okay, so you are buzzed, but you are are not hammered at this point. Um, It is, put put it this way, Kaelin is drunk, but not to the point where it is providing him with any sort of condition or stat penalty. Yeah, he is merely merry. Uh, and you may take a probably a sense motive check, assessing whether the, how drunk the people around you are. Yep. If you have a better argument than sense motive, I'm all ears. No, the um, if Kalen had like proficient bartender or something, he'd use that, but he does not. Uh, he gets a mighty ten. You know that drunk thing. Yep. Kalen is. Okay, so. Kundal is putting them away and seems, you know, kind of happy drunk. Yeah. No idea whether he's sloppy drunk or not. Yeah. Uh, Koth has put several of these things into his face. Yeah. Into his... into his face hole. Yeah. Um, and doesn't seem to be showing any effects of any kind, but he's the only one here who isn't really doing anything. Yeah. About the only thing he gets up, he does, is periodically gets up and goes over to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. With the others, several of their people have come up to them, you know, talked to them and congratulated them and that sort of thing. Uh, nobody has approached Koth. Well, actually, probably just me and Kundal, right? I mean, the Knight of Thorns doesn't have friends. Uh, he's had several words with the Wriggling Man. Right, yeah. Um, particularly when it came to boast time, you know, the Knight goes over and says brr, 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 yeah. to him. Go up, you fucking prick, because the Wriggling Man clearly didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um... And yes, he didn't exactly give it his heart and soul, even if he still managed a moderate score. On a 10, however, you will notice uh, the true Knight of Thorns is getting pretty hammered. Sweet. He is, um... Everyone else at the table is a huge, bulky guy. Yeah. He actually... He's he's definitely got muscle, and yep. he's wearing full plate, but he's not obscenely ripped in the way that you, Kundal, and Koth appear to be. He's not a huge, big guy. He's yep. a... 
moderately tall, you know, maybe six footish, um, you know, guy. But he's not built. He's not built. He's more wiry than anything else. Yeah. And it looks like this is starting to play on him. He's starting to, you know, just sort of. And you notice in his behaviour with how he deals with people, he's getting kind of belligerent. Yeah. Uh, well, Caitlin is there. Uh, yep. He can also make me a wisdom check. Ooh. 13. Okay. This will... It will not occur to him. Yep. Um, I, and Louis Michaela can make one as well. Uh, yes, actually. She has observed all of these events happen. Alright. And she is not drinking from me. Um, Michaela gets 20. Okay. So... Neither of you will notice this until it's too, too late. late. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um... I, I think because I find it hard because Michaela is generally pretty perspective I'm going to say she's watching for different cross currents yeah. than where she should be watching her attention is elsewhere. Michaela meanwhile is um, concerned about the threats from Gregory and if he was sober he would be even more concerned but he's looking forward to a good solid joust at a party and he, he's as, slightly, slightly more relaxed than is perhaps ideal. As people are welcome <laughs> to come up and sit down and converse with you at any given point, yeah. uh, several people do so, and one of them is Tim and Maracus, the um, representative of Dagobark. Ah, uh, yes. Representative Maracus. The and really polite one. He comes up and, and sits down um, and you know, says, may I, and takes one of your beads uh, from yeah. the back of the pile. By, by all means, I appear to have kind of a lot here. <laughs> and he... <coughs> drinks this or endeavours to cover up his wince at the taste of blackberry yeah. mead instead of fine elven wine which is probably more what's usually up his yeah. alley and uh, very good <laughs> uh, I heard the boasting unfortunate that Lord, unfortunate that Lord Tristan wasn't able to carry the crowd with him but such things can turn on the whim of fate depending on the crowd's mood at a given point. I... He won the caster's ball. I think he's... I think... He, I don't think we've got anything to be ashamed of for our first time. They did seem rather savage when this Gregory fellow spoke. He's very good at riling up a crowd. Aye. You could say he's got a talent in that area. I must commend... He stops and sips his... Yeah. Your restraint on the matter. It speaks. It speaks well to you. His point was subtle enough that it could be ignored for anyone who is not aware of the circumstances. Perhaps. It transpires. There are times when a king has to keep, as um, doesn't have the freedoms of a common man when it comes to certain matters. And, um, Kaelin will, um, lean over slightly and, um, drop his voice. Uh, I spoke to Gregory afterwards. He, uh, seemed a little worried about potential retribution from me when whatever happens tonight takes place. Just a a word in your ear... He looks neutrally bland at you. Hmm. The, um, but I couldn't help but notice there's no one from Dreyland's camp here anymore, is there? 
there are still yeah, several no, people, no, no, but none the leaders. Yeah, yeah, Tim no, will pick yeah, up the subtlety yeah. easily. He he nods at this. I thought it poor. I thought it poor sport, but not entirely out of character that Anastrelev would leave when his victory seems unlikely. Just keep keep a watch. I have faith that people from Dagger might know how to keep an eye out of the their backs. There's um when um you folk have always struck me as the sensible kind. And uh, you actually get a sense of kit here <laughs> you provoke this conversation. I doubt you'll get far with it. But... Uh, 16. Okay. He remains wonderfully bland. Yep, that's fine. Dagamark um, has no specific concerns about King Australia at this time, but I will keep your words in mind. Uh, tell me... You say this Gregory you say Gregory seemed worried. Is the matter between you and he and your mutual lady friend uh, substantively personal? I can't say um he's my um favourite individual, but uh what he does on someone else's orders is I do not minded to take the matter further at this time. My question is, would he be inclined to uh, strike at the lady in question, the subject of these boasts? What, you mean, um, try something with her? Uh, that is what I'm querying you. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, Gregory's a weedy little... Karen pauses and changes. He's, um braver with his mouth than he is with his um, actions and anybody um, provoking Svetlana had better do it at some range yes I rather think she had the good or perhaps ill fortune to have missed his boast you see we were speaking earlier on the matter on, on the matter of the new roading project and you know he talks about some general piece of diplomacy that Svetlana was handling between um yeah and he says when when it became time for the boast uh I did wonder if and he remains very blind I, I did wonder if you might be aware of the ladies if the lady Svetlana was experiencing any uh difficulties or perhaps uh changes of the womanly nature, of, of a womanly nature, to account for her behaviour. Uh, can you give me a quick sense motive? Yeah. Oh, good, a nice high number. Um, twenty twenty-two. Um, he's asking if she's pregnant. Ah, right. And he's asking you because he thinks you'd be the father. Right. <laughs> and and is deliberately not asking, asking. And leaving it ambivalent. So basically, what you're picking up is he was meeting with Svetlana before the boasting. Something happened that vaguely concerned him, but certainly didn't alarm him. And then she never followed up and actually came out to the boasting or anything. And to say he's asking, is she sick? Is she pregnant? If she's pregnant, you're almost certainly the father, so you'll know. At which point, I'll just understand it's a delicate matter and walk off entirely without thinking any further on the matter. Uh. Not, she's not unwell or having any kind of troubles of that line that I'm aware of, and 
there are those who... When did you see your last? Uh, we were moving towards the conclusion of our meeting several minutes before the boasting. We were due to conclude our meeting several minutes before the boasting was due to start, but um, she seemed rather abstracted, kept muttering under her breath. Her focus was not on the meeting, so we called it early, perhaps 15 to 20 minutes before the boasting. She was in your, she was, she was in, in your tents. In the, the Stagthorn diplomatic tents. I, um... I thank you. I, I think that's... If she, she maybe could use someone to check up on her. I, I, as I say, she seemed abstracted. I wondered if she might be perhaps suffering some illness or a other condition. Uh, d- does this mean anything to you? And he pulls out one of his little notebooks that is filled with meticulous notes. Uh, this is what she was muttering, not quite under her breath, and points it round to you. And um, uh, she was muttering something under her breath, not. Uh, loud enough that, that I could hear um, he turns it round and points at you um, does this mean anything to you and he's written it down three or four times and it says and born again he shall return to widow wives your fields to burn and born again he shall return and born again he shall return the same little half a stanza repeated over and over again um, and he says she was she kept muttering it towards the end of the meeting. Lost her focus. Uh, it's not a deep concern, but if she didn't come for the boasting, perhaps she was distracted? I, I, I think she might be. Uh, I thank you, Timon. I think you've done me a, a service. And Galen will tap him like, will um, give him a friendly arm clasp because back clapping tends to yeah. knock people over, particularly yeah, yeah. at Galen's thing. And he's a, he's a reasonably old, you know, weedy, inoffensive bureaucrat elf. Yeah. And um, Galen will get up ostensibly to go yeah. to the bathroom and um, nod to Michaela and make a head gesture as he does. Stag is very slightly and you hear from behind you, come back, you pussy! Yeah, come back! (laughs) And you, you know, nobody blinks as you take off to your tents with Michaela. If you're missing, if you're absent for some hours, people will come hunting you. But uh, but I've done a pretty decent amount of drinking. Yeah, nobody will blink at this. Yeah, Uh, you go off. um, Stagthorn has several tents set up. You have one explicitly set up for the purposes of having diplomatic meetings. Yeah, it's got a couple of guards outside. This is where he sets Fetlana walls, and the guards. Salute you as you come up. Is um, Svetlana inside? Uh, both look slightly confused. Yes, she hasn't left. She hasn't left since her last meeting with uh, Representative Maracas. Has anyone else been inside? Since I've put my I've put my head in twice, she seems deep in thought. Very good, thank you. And we'll go inside the tent. And. You go inside the tent, and Svetlana is sitting there. Um, She has a bunch of notes in front of her that, at a glance, look like they are about the roading project. Oh, God, this is going to be just like that scene that creeps me out from The Shining. 
The Shining? I haven't read... You've seen The Shining? I haven't seen The Shining, but I'm familiar with that scene where he's typing and he's typing... All working no play makes Jack a dull boy. And it's just pages of all working no play makes Jack a dull boy. In fact, that's actually not what's happening. Oh, okay, that's alright. Um, she is sitting blankly, she's, she's got several well-written notes. She has the pen, and to a casual observer, she's just sort of moving it up and down, and you think, like, guard sticks his head in and sees this. There's yeah. nothing particularly alarming about it. She's not actually writing anything. She's just sort of... she's nor, nor is she doodling anything specific. She's just vaguely scratching her pen on the page. It's now quite thick with ink. Yeah. Um, and as you approach her, she doesn't raise her head in greeting or anything. She, Her eyes point vaguely at the paper, but they're not on what she's not writing. And she is muttering slightly aloud. Born again, he shall return to little wives who fields to birth. Well, at least she's here. Sweet Lana? Sweet Lana? She blinks a couple of times. Looks up at you. Ah, Caleb, there you are. She looks very slightly blank for a moment, sort of glances past you as if to see presumably where Maracas is. And she says, blinks a couple of times. She says, oh, I'm sorry. I was meeting with Representative Maracas. I must have dozed off. And looks at what she's writing, puts the quill away, gets a blotter, blots hey, her next Is it time for the boasting? Uh, the boasting's been and gone, lass. I, I think there might be some... I th- I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I must you know, have slipped off. There. No, I, I... I think something might have happened. Um, Representative Maracus said you were muttering something when he, when he left you, and you were muttering it when we came in. And born again he shall return to widow wives your fields to burn. It's it's the prophecy. The prophecy of a mother twice born. Yes, I, I'm familiar with it. I, I don't know what's the matter, but I think Nesky may have tried something to get at you. She, she looks vaguely worried and vaguely startled. This sort of looks around the tent, looks at herself. Have I done anything? Not that I can work out. Michaela, can you... Svetlana, look at me for a moment. Um, Michaela will... Could you do me a favour, get that quill, write this, you know, and gives her the quick brown dog, jump over the lazy fox style thing. Um... You know, da- runs through half a dozen questions with Svetlana of you know what's your child's name, what day is it, etc., etc. Svetlana answers all these coherently without blinking. Um, and Michaela, who is adding what seems motive to that? Uh, that would be a fifteen. Okay, uh, she will know this then. Um, she, I don't think there's anything to be immediately concerned about. Her mind doesn't seem... Her mind is her mind is still her own. She doesn't appear to have been charmed or dominated or anything of the like. Oh, okay. What's, what's the last thing you remember? And you can get the story from her, the story from the guards, and the story from Maracus all match each other. She was having a meeting with Maracus. Um, from her point of view, the last thing she remembers was she was talking about some point with him, and then Kaelin was snapping his fingers. Yeah. Um... The guards, from the guards' point of view, she was having a meeting with him. 
Timon Marakis just came quietly out, said that, um, you know, they were calling the meeting slightly early on account of her fatigue. Yeah. Um, and left without blinking, and, you know, they looked in, she was in there writing notes, and went, okay, she's fine. Looked yeah. in on her several times, and she was doing the same thing. Yeah. And she has no recollection of anything being a mess here. Yeah. Um, so the guards are, are as confident as they can be that yeah. no one went into the tent past them. Yeah. But... They have no capacity to foil magic, invisible teleporting. Yeah, on the other hand, um, it doesn't seem like... I would very much like to know what's happened, but if it was a secret ninja assassin, he doesn't seem to have got up to very much. Yeah. Um, And she can very easily confirm. Michaela doesn't think that she's been... um, that she's held under any sort of influence. Um, You know, as in charms, dominates, that sort of thing. And Svetlana will sort of check over herself and say she feels a bit stiff like she's been sitting in a chair for a couple of hours, but doesn't appear to have tattoos, you know, slip wrists, anything of the sort. Um, I don't know what... She looks, you know, she she seems slightly embarrassed. She says, are you sure I wasn't just asleep? It seems a bit scary to have been sleeping. And I mean, you were, there's there's the pad, you were... I I don't know. Maybe it's like some sort of prophecy type thing. I used to I used to sleepwalk on occasion with Oleg when I could not keep my powers in check. They come out in strange ways. Ah, it's it is a possibility, I suppose, if I am developing some sort of uh, divinatory capacities. Uh, it's uh. You've got the you've got the magic in your blood, and divination's one of the kinds of magic that there is. That's a that's a much less alarming thing than what I was thinking. It occurred to me while Timon Maracus was talking that uh, if somebody wanted to provoke me into rash action, they might try something with you on top of Gregory and see if I could be convinced to stab a few folk at the tournament. I certainly not like to see that. I am, I am under guard, but uh, I was always intending to come out and see the boss and the jousts anyway. Aye, if you come if you come on out with us now then, Lass, I think that would be the, be the best. Um, I'm not putting it past somebody to be trying something nasty, but um, they'll have to try, they'll have to get up pretty early to get something past all of us. I'm just, it would make me feel better if you weren't on your own just for this little bit. Perhaps we should seek out Tristan and seek his opinions. He knows... More than any of us put together. Aye, good idea. Let's do that. I should I should be back on the pavilion fairly soon, but we ought to have time. We'll just cut him short if he starts um, explaining anything in too many too many paragraphs. <laughs> and you walk out to go and find Tristan, and you do not find this hard at all because there seems to be a large crowd gathering in a circle. And as you push your way through with ease, given yeah. you've got two giant half orcs with eighteen strength, uh, yeah. um, Svetlana just sort of goes in your way. Yeah. Um, you see the crowd is quickly gathering in a circle, um, and you hear the true knight of thorns voice. You hear Tristan's voice going, "Um, but uh, uh, I um, but uh, and the true knight of thorns voice, "You're a disgrace to your father, to your family name. You're nothing but a coward." And as you walk out there, yeah. um, the true Knight of Thorns is standing there wobbling slightly. Yeah. Um, he has taken off his gauntlet and has thrown it to the ground, 
Yeah. And Tristan is lying knocked slightly back on the ground, sort of knocked down uh, on on his backside as opposed to fully flat, and has sort of a reddening mark on his cheek. Yeah. It looks like the guy's throwing down the glove and then slapped him one. Yeah. Not hard enough to seriously injure him or anything, but certainly hard enough to rock him off his feet. And Kellen will bull through to the centre and stand next to Tristram at this point. And Tristram will sort of reach up. Yeah. Dusts himself off. Look, I'll tell you again. You're drunk. I don't want to fight. And I have absolutely no intention of accepting your challenge. You're a coward is all you are. It's... You disgust me. The fact that you breathe disgusts me. And you, and he sort of points at Kaelin. And um, Kaelin will stare at him. Um, suddenly, from his mouth open for quite... Oh. Oh, that's your bloody game, isn't it? Uh, you will actually be able to see, too. Um, he, now that he's taken his gauntlet off, this is the first time you've actually seen any anything of him other than armor. Uh, yeah. He has a... White skinned human looking hand. Yeah. Which but, tells you fuck all, but Yeah, no, I I think I I think I know everything. Look. Look. Whatever happened I might be wrong, but if I'm right, whatever happened when the two of you were children wasn't Tristan's decision any more than it was yours. And, and Tristan looks at you with a huh? <laughs> look that's the am I right that's your game you're a more worthy thorn than he'd ever be why didn't you get the chance and not him <laughs> better than him in every conceivable way but then I thought you were alright and then I found out you're just one of them as well Oh, that's what's got you up. You didn't because he was actually a lot nice. He, yeah, he was. He was not overly polite to you yeah. in your first encounter, but he was a lot nicer yeah. to yeah. you. However, since then, it has been publicised that you wow. are the eldest son of House Thorn. Yeah, I. It's um. I didn't get any, but I didn't get any choice in my breeding. It's just what happened to me, and I assure you, where I grew up wasn't particularly nice either. You think you know about me. You don't know nothing about me. I don't know what it's like to grow up in the first world, that's true. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. He reaches down, picks up his gauntlet, and then throws it at your feet again. Yeah. I challenge you to a duel right now. Knight of Thorns versus Knight of Thorns. I'd be happy to duel you, but we're scheduled to joust. We're going to do that first, eh? Uh, yes. To to Moe is sort of standing. Somehow he's just in the front of the crowd. Have yeah. gotten there? And, I, I should remind you at this point that uh, preemptive duels between jousters are ex- explicitly forbidden by the rules of the Rushlight. That's an excuse to hide behind. It bloody isn't, though. I'd duel him in a heartbeat. I'm perfectly happy to duel you, but we'll do it after the tournament, aye? I'm happy to meet you whenever you like. I've dueled two people this tournament. I'm going to knock you off your horse onto your ass. But first, I want him. He pokes Tristan in the chest. And um, uh, and at this point, Callum muscle between them. Um, Tristan's free to accept or refuse any duels he wants to. 
I... I'm not going to try and prove myself here by playing your game. I'm... I'm not a duelist. I'm not a fighter. I'm not going to duel you to prove whatever obscure point you're on. That's because you're a disgrace to your father's name. And Tristan looks annoyed, but nowhere near enough to take him up on this. Yeah. And I think that's about enough out of you. And Caitlin will at this point put a hand on oh, the shoulder. You're rep- here representing the first world, not just yourself. It's the first time you've pe- your people have ever been allowed... Well, they're not... Re- the people that you grew up with have ever been allowed into the tournament. You have a responsibility that's bigger than you yourself. And when you have a big responsibility, you're not free to pick quarrels with whoever you feel like, whatever your personal feelings are. Free to pick. Free to pick. I never free to pick you. I, I could take him in a heartbeat like that and he snaps his fingers. You hear me? I challenge you to a fight. And then you hear, I'll take that from out by the crowd. And in walks Vaughn. Yeah. And the crowd moves aside for him. And Vaughn walks over. Are you challenging my brother? It looks to Caelan. No, sorry. My brother's. He's got a bit of a grudge against the House of Thorns. Vaughn Thorns think you're so damn perfect. And if you hadn't already picked up the guy's hammer, he's fucking sourced at this point. Yeah. You think you're Mr. Big Eldori Sword Lord. Let's see what you can do. You he reaches down for his gauntlet and Vaughn throws his into his face and slaps him. Yeah. If you wish to fight, if you wish to duel the House of Thorn, I would be happy to accept your challenge. I have nothing to lose here but a fight. At least I won't lose my dignity in the process. Like Thorn's glares at him. Thank you so big! And pushes him a bit more, and Vaughn seems very unruffled by this. He says, You are clearly a martial combatant of some skill. I would be happy to duel, I would be happy to duel you in Tristan's place. That will satisfy whatever point of honour you have with my younger brother. And tomorrow, Marakis sort of pops up on the side. There are no rules prohibiting this at all. Fair I would enough. be happy to. I would be happy to officiate as a neutral arbiter. Fair enough. Tristram and I will keep an eye on things from the side then. Okay. And they will move into a formal duel again. Tomorrow yeah. explains the rules. Yep. Holds his handkerchief up. Um, the Knight of Thorns reaches round and pulls out a pair of hand axes. Um, yeah, actually, he'd have all his weapons and armor and stuff on him, so he yanks out a pair of hand axes. Um, Vaughn, of course, takes out the Eldori dueling sword, and the two of them begin to fight. And I'm not going to roll NPC versus NPC combat out. Um, Vaughn works him quite carefully. Vaughn basically immediately drops into full defense and measures him for a couple of rounds, trying to feint around. Um, The Knight of Thorns is a lot sloppier than you would expect him to be because he's drunk. He flails a bit, he misses Vaughn several times. Um... 
but ultimately it becomes clear as you watch this that he is simply a better fighter than Barn. Um, moreover, he seems to be a lot more invested in this. And indeed, about a couple of rounds in, he shouts as as Vaughn scores a slight hit on him, the knight scores a much better one. The knight shouts at him, You're, you're no true thorn. Ha! You're nothing! And rah, rages. Yeah. And then starts waffling him. Yeah. Um, this is by no stretch of the imagination a massively one-sided contest. But it is abundantly clear that even drunk, the true knight of thorns has a lot of martial training in his at his side. Yeah, um, and ultimately he will push Van back, slash him several times, and beat him. Um, knocks him down to half hit points, and Timon Maracas drops the handkerchief and says, "The jewel is now over." The knight goes, ah! holds the blow back at the last second. Sticks his axes away, doesn't look overly satisfied with this. That's one thorn down. You're gonna step up now? Now I've beaten your brother? Tristan looks Um, no? I think we can all agree that I'd lose here. That's right, you would. And, um, Kaelin will actually walk over to him. And, um, whether you win or lose, it was against me and the jewel. Whether you win or lose against, um, whether you, whether I fight you afterwards and win or lose, this isn't going to fix it. Your grievance isn't really with us. It's with, I think, it's with what happened to you. And whatever happens, these fights aren't going to, we're not going to fix your whole life here in just these little fights. I can't fix what's happened to you. But maybe there may or may not be something I can do to help. But you can't solve your problems this way. You can't solve your problems by fighting and drinking. Believe me. (laughs) If you were born a thorn and your birthright was taken from you, then that's not fair. Okay, I think you've safely picked this one. Yep. So he will glare at you for a long moment. Um, Damn you. Reaches up and tilts the visor back on his darkwood full plate and stares intently into your eye. Into your eyes. Who have you been talking to? How you know so much about me? Click. And you look into his face, and you have seen this face before. Go on, who does he look like? He looks a bit like Eldest, a bit like Vaughn, and a bit like me? No, he looks like Tristan. Ah! He looks, in fact, exactly, exactly like, like Tristan. Tristan. Uh, he doesn't look like a carbon copy of Tristan, but only because of the superficial features that he has deliberately changed. He has a well-cropped blonde beard, where Tristan is clean-shaven, and he has short blonde hair, where Tristan's is quite long and free-flowing. But the facial structure, the eyes, the nose, the ears, it's like looking at Tristan. If you shaved him and gave him the same haircut, you would desperately struggle to tell them apart. 
nobody told me anything. I just worked it out when I saw you yelling at him just now. It's... I've been... People have been fussing me about the twins and changelings. We've just been doing the research at how to prevent that kind of thing. He stole my name. He stole my life. And he stole my family. It wasn't his choice. For this! What's he gesturing? Tristan. Right. For, for, you know, to turn out with a shit life like Tristan's is basically his implication. He was a baby. And Tristan's looking at this like, what the... And um, Caleb will move over and um, put a hand on Tristram's shoulder. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I only just... Uh, I'm sorry. He, he's a changeling? You're a changeling! I... Tristram, you know how when you you're, when you were a little boy you spoke Sylvan before you spoke Taldane? But that would be... It was because that's what you heard growing. That that would follow a lot of logic. And Caelan will at this point glance round at Van Tristram and the Knight of Thorns. Yeah, and, and the uh, massive and crowd that's around you going, whisper, 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 whisper. Boys, what say we take this off the field and into a more private corner? Fine. But not without... My backer lets a big whistle out. The wiggling man comes sliding up. Great. Is there a problem? We just need to sort something out. It's a family matter. You have removed your helm. That was unwise. I think maybe put it back down, lad, just to look somewhere quieter. And you walk out And tomorrow right just sort of turns to the crowd. Just a small dispute, nothing to see here. The jousting will commence at yada yada yeah. And as Kellen will actually walk out past Timon and he'll say, um, we'll, we'll be back for the jousting. I'm sure everything will go okay. And, um, the Stagthorn tent being probably too Stagthorny, Kellen will seek out a private meeting room that isn't, that's on neutral ground. Yes, they have actually bought their own tents. So. Sweet, we can go there. You are in the first, completely unguarded, uncapped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, given it's, given it's just the two of them, I don't think. Yeah, and, and you're pretty confident that Wiggling Man, Wriggling Man, probably doesn't do anything resembling sleeping or eating or other human <laughs> being activities. Yeah, yeah. I'm by no means certain we could take the two of them if it came down to that, but I'm hoping it won't. That you know, get some chairs set up. And we'll sit down and hold Tristram's hand. Yeah, but the true knight of thorns does not sit down. He paces angrily, yeah. and the wiggling man also does not sit down. He just sort of lurks in the corner, wriggling. Yeah. Fully of the wiggling man. Okay. Same, same, same. Ooh, you preempted that one. <laughs> It's, um... Yeah, I, I have no objections. That's that's what foreshadowing's for. Yeah, yeah, it's, um... Everything you'd been saying just suddenly came together with all the stuff about Changeling that we've just been doing. Mm-hmm. His second aspect. 
I'm not my father's son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tristram see, Tristram's back. Yeah, the bits of Tristram's backstory combined with what the Knight of Thorns has against us anyway. Suddenly when I watched him shoving Tristram, it became clear what he's got against us anyway. Well, of course. And um, Tristram will, uh, Caelan will hold um, Tristram's hand tightly and glance over at Vaughn. Alright, what do we do now? And I, not, um, not specifically at Vaughn, but glance at Vaughn and then more generally at the room. Um, Tristram says the, the uh, tests to, to distinguish between a, a Changeling and and a true son at this point would be almost pointless, uh, almost impossible to determine at at this late stage. I I assume you're fundamentally human. More than you! (laughs) Yes. um, There's no method of truly assessing which of us. um, Vulnerabilities to cold eye and the likes will have been supplemented by sufficient time in, in in the material plane. It, it all makes sort of sense. I... But you're still my brother. Even if... Uh, no, no, Casey... Uh, point I'm, I'm not I have no no, no blo- if, if this is true I have no blood relation to you or Van at all no blood relation but that's not the only kind of relation there is I'm not Tobias's father even if I am as it turns out by blood I didn't rear him for so much but I, I would have never thought that what do I do now just stay with me okay now we can settle this I, you and I fight one of us walks away. It's going to be me. Nay. The wrong done you wasn't done by this Tristram. He didn't make this choice any more than you did. And he didn't grow up with the family he was supposed to have any more than you did. You can't just... Whatever our relationship may be, whatever you've lost, whatever we may owe you, You can't just fix this by killing him. We won't let you. And even if you did, you wouldn't suddenly get back the last... How old's Tristan? 20? Uh, Tristan is... 
he was 25, but I don't know how long... Yeah, it, it, he must be a few years on from that now. So, yeah, he's in the 20s, mid-20s somewhere. It, you won't get back the last 20 or Even if you did, it wouldn't somehow give back the last 20-odd years. Look at me. What's your, what do they call you? They can't just call you the Knight of Thorns. My name is Tristan Thorn. Alright, look at me, Tristan. I don't know what it was like growing up in the first world, okay? But I grew up as a half-orc in an orc encampment. I go by Triss now. It may be his... It may be his name. I don't want to be associated with it. Alright, Triss. I grew up in an orc encampment. Everyone that I knew hated humans, and they thought of me as one. So, believe me, when I say I know what it's like to be a thorn and not grow up as one. He begrudgingly (laughs) sort of nods at the point here. I understand that you're angry. I was angry for a long time. But what happened to you? I understand that your life was taken, but he's not the one that took it. He was less than he was too. I don't know who is responsible, and believe me, and Kaelin's eyes flip to the Riglin man, I would like to. This is not our purpose here. Maybe not, but speaking as several... Trust just sort of waves him off at that. Yeah, but speaking as several representatives of the House of Thorn, it would appear that somebody in the First World has some explaining to do. That may have nothing to do with you... But we would certainly like to know who was responsible for this. How? You want to know who's responsible? Half the people are sitting around this table. And I assume our father was too gutless to bring himself here. How could he not have noticed? How could you not have noticed? And he yells at Vaughn. And uh, you get a sense motive check here. Yeah. Uh, as does Michaela, who is on scene here. Oh, good. Because Kaelin just rolled crappy. Uh, Kaelin's a bit upset. And drunk. Hey, he's regretting the drunk thing now. Uh, Michaela, on the other hand, gets 25. Okay, so Kaelin gets what is obvious. He is yeah. drunk and he is angry. Yeah. Um, Michaela gets a few more things from this. Um, for one thing, she is watching Van Thorn here. And Van looks very downcast at this. Shakes his head slightly and doesn't give a response. Um, and Michaela will pick up he's now processing through this and he thinks he should have known. Yeah. Um... And is now seriously divided because his loyalty is to his family. Yeah. And this guy is Tristan, is his actual family, and he's got a lot more in common with Tristan than he does with Tristan. Yeah. Um, and Michaela will also see guilt go through him because Van thinks he should have known. He thinks yeah. he should have seen this or noticed it at some point and been able to prevent it, rescue him, change it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ne- never mind he was presumably six at the time. Um, she will also pick up, um, 
because you you have some knowledge of the first world that time moves at alternating passages effectively um, that Trist doesn't seem to be handling this well. He obviously hasn't been raised in a very spectacularly good environment, which is upsetting. Which is which is um, not surprising. Yeah. Um, but it's what he seems as a great deal less mature than the other people at the table is if he's actually a lot younger. Even though he's, it, but he must be physically mature, given his height and build and so on. Yeah. Um, but she pegs him as being. Something in the neighbourhood of about 16, 18. Right. Um, Which actually does... He could be that. But how did he, how old did he look when I when he took his visor off? Uh, the thing is, slight difference between an 18-year-old and an 8-27-year-old. Yeah, true. How substantive is it? Yeah. Um, whether it's in an actual physical time differential or whether it's in the way he's been raised and his lack of emotional maturity that's how he's going to react to this he's an angry silly teenager yep he's got every right and to Michaela be angry. will sort of lean over and this yep. is the Kalen's ear yeah and the wriggling man sort of into Triss's ear. Yeah. Triss nods a few times. What was taken from you was not taken by us. You were taken from us. I was stolen. I were. And not from you, Half-Orc. You're no part of my family. You're some damn Johnny-come-lately. I think you can just stick your head in and be the eldest son. <laughs> that. That should be me sitting there with your big fancy crown. That should be me sitting there with the wife the family all of it well you and he glares at Kaelin at this point you got the old man to even acknowledge you how the hell did you do that when he doesn't even look and notice this and he points at Tristan again and this and points at himself Kid, if you want elders to acknowledge you, you're going to have to let them know you're alive. Oh, I intend to. I'll show him. I'm going to win this whole damn tournament. I'm going to show you all up. I'm going to show our father who his son should have been. And then what? (laughs) You look slightly blank at this. Like... What's your next move? Say you do win. Say you beat me in the next round and you take down the steel juggernaut and I'll be bloody impressed if you do because he's a 100% certain he's human. And you win the tournament and you get the acclaim and you show everyone that the first world's up to uh, up to snuff and so on, although whether they should be counting no, no, no. you... Whether they should be counting you as one of theirs is another question given that they stole you and all. You were hardly born in Stagfall. Uh, yes. uh, 
what's what are you going to do next and he looks slightly blankly at you uh, can you roll me a diplomacy check here yeah. You you can actually use intimidate for this if you so. No. Depending on what you're aiming for. I'm going to use agent of change and re-roll that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use a different dice as well. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Sod that. And now I'm going to use a fake point. You're not going to get terribly far with this anyway. I don't care. <laughs> Two ones in a row. I'm using a fake point. Would you like your fake point? Yes, please. How many fake points would you like? I would like five. Five Apologies for filming them at you. <laughs> um, I'm going to use the twin. Yeah. Which is, of course, Triss's car. Yeah. Get two more re-rolls. Indecision and split personalities. Okay. And the 19 will do nicely. So I add... Uh, 27. Okay. And you see this he, in his eyes. He's tipped his, He's taken his helm off again while he's having this conversation with you now that he's no longer concealing his identity. Um, you, you see this in his eyes and he's... He really hasn't thought about this. Like, his, his plan is totally that Tristan is the failed son. Yeah. So he's going to do all the things that Tristan doesn't and be Mr. Marshally Manly Man yeah. and prove himself and then he'll just sweep back into his life and... It'll just all yeah, go Magic away. fairy blossoms will make it all work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you actually lay this out fairly bluntly and directly to him, it, you see the moment click in his eyes where he sort of thinks about this and realises that actually he doesn't have a plan. Yeah. And then he gets very angry, as teenagers do when you confront yeah. them with this sort of thing. And, and shouts, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... I don't know... Shut up! You're not my father! No. Whether I'm your half-brother or not is your decision, kid. But as someone who's not been through as road as difficult as what you're going through, but as someone who's found out, out some stuff about themselves late in life that wasn't easy... You've got a lot of options, yeah? Uh, you could come to Stagthorn and actually get to know us instead of, you know, riding in periodically and attacking us. I think you'd be very welcome there. You're one hell of a fighter. Whether you can beat me in the joust or you can't. And, and I saw how good you were. And you and you did a damn good duel just then. You've got you've got a lot of fighting prowess. The wriggling man leans over and says something to him, uh, and people get listen checks. Good, because <laughs> I shouldn't trust that guy as far as I could punt him. Uh, Twenty-one for Kalen, and twenty-three for Michaela. Okay, so the the wriggling man is actually trying to be quiet and whisper this. Yeah. You've got to actually open your ears and listen out for it. But he leans over to Tristan's ear. To, sorry, to Triss's ear. Yeah. He lies as do they all. Go with them and they will be your end. You know this. 
and Driss sort of, you know, vaguely listens to this, vaguely shrugs and off, sort of shakes his head slightly ambivalently. Nay, kid, I've never tried to hurt you. You... Really man looks up. And, and, and Kale looks at him. Um, blood isn't everything, but blood means something. Tristan winces. Yeah. No. You're... Your birthright was taken from you. That matters to me. You're just. I, I don't know that I can fix that. I don't know that anybody could. But you, 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 you matter. Now that I know who you are, I can't just forget that. You're trying to confuse me. No, I have a tournament to win here. And he thumps his fist on the table, and he will get up and start stomping out. All right, and um, Callum will move up, but not actually block him. And yeah, uh, really, man slides towards you. Yeah, go where you will, kid. But remember. You've got more than one option, yeah? It's the thing that's always important to know. And he will storm out of the tent. The yeah. regular man just kind of doesn't even try and just slowly walks yeah. out behind him. And Caleb will... And the Caleb sort of just... Hmm... Tristan has his head down, and Va- Tristan and Vaughn are both sitting there rubbing their head in completely identical gestures. Like <laughs> yeah. What we do from now is going to be tough. Tristan, would you come with me a sec? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess... Wander's with you. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk to him privately, yeah. and Van privately as well, but I may not have time. And uh, we'll go out and just sit in a field. Yep. So. And, okay, well, we'll sit down beside him and put his arm around him. Hey, that that had to be rough. I suppose you've had the experience of waking up one day and suddenly not knowing who you are anymore. Aye, but I didn't get I didn't get what you've been dumped with, kid. It's in a way you've had your birthright stolen twice. Not getting to grow up in the first world and getting dumped with suddenly not being who you're supposed to be. I, I am my birthright the knowledge from nowhere, the, the, the sylvan, the languages, the, the magic that flows in the wind in the song. I should see it coming. Well, I didn't fucking tell you that. I studied Fay for my entire life. I just never thought I'd... I, I think it makes more sense of why you've always felt at home with them. I'll say. This is... Whoever did this took something pretty vital from both of you. But I had to try for him because it was all alone out there. And what was taken from him is pretty real. You're my Tristram. And you always will be. 
I don't care. Wait, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care where you came from. No more related to you than Chief Sutsuke is. That doesn't matter. You'll be my brother as long as I've known that I had family. That doesn't change just because. I don't care. I don't know what else is going to do. And I can't speak for Bart. But you and me, we're not going anywhere. You're my brother. I... I suppose we we were always only half brothers. What's half less? <laughs> it's not what matters. It's not that we're descended from Aldous Blum and Thorn. It's not. It's not. It's not what we're about. We're about fighting the Albear together, and you making me read all those bloody books. Those, and, those are good for you. <laughs> and me trying to drill some semblance of uh, fighting skill into those if, weak little girly arms. If you, hey, <laughs> if you hadn't worked it out, if you hadn't read all those books on the nature of the fae, then you'd never twig to her. That's good for you. You're the one who figured out all that stuff about Vordekite. So he didn't blindside us, and we were able to kill him before he wiped out the kingdom. You saved Father. I understand you've been trying to be Eldest Thor's son your entire life, and it hasn't exactly been an easy road for you. Finding out that you really aren't, I can't imagine that. But who you are isn't just what somebody dumped on you at birth. It's the man you've become. And old Trist may not like that man, but he kind of has to not like that man because he doesn't have a lot going on in his own life. What we went, what you and I went through wasn't exactly the same. But for my, um, for what it's worth, I'll give you what I figured out. What you, who you are, in the end, is up to you. Whether you've got the noble bloodline or you don't. Whatever training and skills you have to bring to the table. What you make of your life is up to you. If Triss is ever going to make something of his, he's going to have to accept that life is life and more than what he's been, what's been taken from him with the bat like he started out with. What you make of your life. That's all you. You weren't given a fair start. But you've grown into a damn fine man. And what you make of your life from here. That's up to you. I don't... 
I'm going to need some time for this, but but I don't intend to leave. I I don't know what what Triss wants, but I'm hardly going to give up my life to him. What would he do as the Magister of Stagfall? Hi, it's um. Everyone, I think, um, Michaela worked out. I don't think he's any more than sixteen. He hasn't. He's not as old as us. Oh, I remember me at sixteen. You, you never met sixteen-year-old Tristan. <laughs> thankfully. Yeah, that might have been a blessing. Although I can tell you that fourteen-year-old uh, Caelan, I can tell you the eighteen-year-old Caelan wanted anything to write home about. It's probably just as well you and I didn't meet when we were younger. We were likely to killed each other. It was bad enough as it was. Oh. I think we all know you'd have killed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it seemed nice in the way I said it. Anyway, I wouldn't really have, but I wouldn't have been a lot of fun to be around. Uh, he's got some idea that he could just fight you and then go back and have your life. That was why he got so upset when I asked him what his next move was. No, Drew beats me in the joust, wins the joust, and just the last 20 years I'd roll, and he's grown up, and, and he's grown up in the House of Thought. It, it, it's, I don't know what he's going to do from here, but we're all going to have to go on with what is. I imagine that Father, that Lord Eldest Thorn would have been very proud if one of his sons had won the tournament. He just winces hard as he gets halfway through the sentence and realizes what he's saying. There are plenty of fathers who wouldn't care. I'm not certain that what we have is one of those fathers. That's why I wanted you to have me to count on, because Bloomin Eldis has not exactly coloured himself with glory thus far. I don't know what he's going to do about this. But. I don't think this is something we're going to. I think you're quite right. This isn't something we're going to sort out on one night. I just didn't want to leave you alone with this. And you will see at this point, um, Michaela in the distance is coming very slowly across the field, you know, waving a hand clearly at you. I think I probably might have some kind of, you know, official tournament thing to get back to, but thanks. Yes, you you should go, I suppose. But, um, thank you, Caleb. I, I don't know what we are, but I know I'm not going anywhere. That's the main thing. Everything else we can work out with time. And Michaela will approach you quietly, and she yeah. sort of leans over and quietly says to Caleb, you're needed back. At, you're needed back at the tables. People are beginning to look. People are beginning to seek out your presence again. I think um, this will keep. I think the rest of this will just have to keep. I'll stay with him and speak to him. I have considerable experience of living a false life. Ah, good point. Appreciate that, Michaela. Thanks. And she goes over and sits down next to him, and you sort of walk off a bit and see the body language as he looks a little shrunken, then she reaches over and just takes his hand and holds it. Sweet. And Kayla will um, move back in a fair clip in the direction of the table. 
And when you get back, uh, Triss, the Knight of Thor, yes. uh, is sitting at the very, very, very far end of the table. Sweet. And the Ringling Man is, like, standing behind him, looking at anyone who's trying to approach. Yeah, Caleb will... And there's the zone of exclusion around him. Yeah, Caleb will uh, gather up his bottles of weed and go sit at the very, very, very far other yeah. end of the table. Kundal is sitting in the middle... Drinking, he has a woman. Actually, I'll, I'll go sit next to Kundal. I could use Kundal right now. Kundal has some blonde, some blonde half elf woman sitting on his lap and giggling. Yeah. Um, and Vilamir Koth is still just solid, stolidly sitting at the end of the table, glug efficient glug. Yeah. Uh, Caleb will sit down next to Kundal and knock back um, three bottles of mead as quickly as they could physically go down his throat. Yep. With the air of a man who needed that. <laughs> Because, by God, alcohol may not solve your problems, but it's a co- time-tested coping strategy for Caleb. And he needs that tonight. Okay. Well done, <laughs> You unraveled that one faster than I um, had alcohol for. Yeah, it's some. It just, it just hit me. Like a brick? Yeah. A yeah. big brick? Yeah. Yeah, Caleb wouldn't have cried incidentally, but uh, we can put it down to the mean. <laughs> Trust Thorn. Yeah. Ow. Ow. Youngest true son of the House of Thorn, the true Knight of Thorn. Uh, yeah. I assume you've picked up the context there. Yeah, yeah. That was deliberately obscure. Yeah, yeah, no, but I... It only worked because Caleb is a Knight of Thorn. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've caught myself facilitating wildly back and forth on whether he's the Knight of Thorn or the Knight of Thorns. And no. I figured he just ambivalently identifies himself both ways because he's trying to yes, steal yeah. his identity as well. Well, also, it's very, it'd be very fey. Yes. But yeah, I, I really, really want to have a conversation with Vaughn, but that's going to have to wait for post-jouse given uh, the uh, amount of time I've been um, messing around. You get Tristan's um, final aspect at this because you have it, already have it all sussed. Yep. Uh, if you want it on your relationship sheet, you may yeah. have it. Um, are there any pencils about so I can actually write it down? There are plenty of pencils about. Each one is more pencily than the preceding one. Perhaps for your purposes you would like one that writes. That, that would like be helpful, one. yes. Uh, so you get his last aspect. Um... And indeed, this one is also actually one of the campaign overarching aspects. Family is more than blood. Ah, uh, yep. Man, all of his um, unpleasant when viewed from the right, right lens. Everything starts as somebody's daydream. I'm not my father's son. Oh, everything starts as somebody's daydream doesn't seem to have that creepy of context. Somebody did this. Deliberately. Yeah. Presumably. Boy, are the people Caleb wants to stab much more than Gregory. Okay. So... You've done your Spitlana side plot. You've done your True Knight of Thorns side plot. Yep. <laughs> and 
at this point it is about six-ish and it comes to about like Kaylin just sits there and drinks unthinkingly for another half hour or so yeah and it, comes... it really is unthinkingly Kaylin drinks with yeah. an intense satisfaction about it that suggests that um, left to his own devices but, but not at all in a zone of Kaylin drinks methodically and contentedly as though he intends to keep doing it forever uh and um, then we come to um, the, and there's lots of bustling in the crowd and people like you know pointing at the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tristan does not return. Yeah. Uh, nor does Michaela. Yeah. So I will at this point swap Michaela out as my second and have yep. Bryn. The only running. person can still select is Bryn. Yeah. Yeah. So I can well, if she wants to just confide all her shit to Tristan, which I somehow doubt, Michaela certainly understands what it's like to not be the person everyone thinks you are. Um, and... Really a lot better than Caleb does, because he really is exactly who everyone thinks he is. Uh, Erevetti, who has sort of been generally floating around, yeah. he hasn't actually sat around to watch all the drinking and that. He came to watch the boasting, obviously. Yeah then went back to his kingly business, not yeah. being deeply involved in this, was not about for any of those scenes, comes back in yeah. um, around six. And it is time for the semi-finals of the, of the Joust. Okay. Match number one. The true knight representing the first world. The true knight of Thorn. Representing Stagthorn, King Kaelin. King Kaelin Thorn. And Kaelin places his half an empty bottle of meat on the table with some care. Sighs and rubs his hands from his head. Well, I guess we better get this over with. <laughs> he doesn't seem quite as excited as he might have been earlier in the evening. Okay. And you and the you and Triss go Yes. Up. I can start referring to them as that now, which I have to stop myself doing. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be a problem. <laughs> uh, rush light to it. Rush light to it. Joust sequels. I'm here to joust. <laughs> That's what I'm focused on right now. Yeah. To be consolation, he doesn't seem all that focused either. Yeah. Yeah, well, to be honest, whether Caleb winning or losing in the Joust just dropped quite a, quite a ways on his priority list. Um, However, fortunately, Caleb is a trained mercenary professional, yeah. which means includes fighting. Yeah, which includes fighting when um, it's not necessarily what you want to be doing. Yeah. <coughs> and there is, and frankly, Caleb's consolations for emotional problems he can't deal with are drinking and fighting, so, you know, this is actually pretty much up his alley. <laughs> and Triss sort of comes out, is wobbling slightly, pulls himself up onto his horse. The crowd heckles this a bit, but doesn't seem terribly surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you, there's always at least one. Yeah. Uh, and as Kaylin gets there, uh, Kaylin and, well, uh, I don't actually think Bryn has any ranks in Handle Animal, so she can't make this anyway. Uh, Kaylin gets a Handle Animal kick. Okay. Uh, Kaylin gets a Handle Animal kick. 
killed. There's shitloads of hand a lot of all uh, compared to some of his other skills. Twenty twenty two. Okay, so you sort of stagger up. You're a little bit. Um, you're you're a little bit. Um, stag. What am I looking for here? Um, tipsy. Tipsy as well. Yeah. Um, and you know the the horse is just swimming ever so slightly. It just blurs slightly in your vision. You're like, okay, it's all good. You know, you you hop on the horse and immediately you realise something seems off about it. And, you know, you climb down. It's because it's not like you go over and get on the horse and immediately have to joust. You go over and set up your saddle and all this sort of thing ready to go at your leisure. Um, So you hop on it and and immediately you think something like, oh, you know, no, I've, like, the seat's all all wrong here. Maybe the horse has a a big thorn in its foot or a thorn. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. A stone or something in that neighborhood, and you immediately hop down and start checking over the horse because as soon as you get on it, it feels like the horse is a little drunk as well, <laughs> and wobbling and that sort of thing. Um, and when you check the horse over, its eyes are kind of dilated. Um, it's panting a little bit faster than you might expect, and when you check it over, it's got a slight unexplained scratch in the back of its foreleg. Um, don't know about horses. You know, it's it's backside. Basically. Yeah, yeah, talk. Yeah, talk. Thank you, person that actually knows bits of horse. <laughs> I, I, I just read a lot of saddle club books when I was small. Yeah. I don't actually know anything about horses, but in its in its hock, um, there is a little tiny scratch that looks a bit inflamed and infected. And when you look at this, you're pretty sure that your horse has been poisoned. Ah. Um, not with anything that's going to kill it, or anything even remotely like that. It's just enough to throw it off a little. Like, the horse is not going to die. The horse is not in horrible pain. Um, the horse will pretty much recover in the next day or two just fine on its own. But for right now, it's a little bit slower. It's a little bit more wobbly, etc. Et this is not... Um, and this is... Um, because this is formalised jousting and you're getting all the stuff given to, this is not Kalen's horse. This is a random horse. Yeah. The one that has been assigned for King Kalen. So um, Kalen will glance round for a tournament official yep. and quietly motion yep. one over. And you get one. Yeah, I, I think this, um, I think um, my mount's met with a little accident and um, Kalen will run down a series of things. Could I have a replacement, if you please? Uh, sort of looks at it. I see. Uh, certainly. Uh, one moment, Your Majesty. Brings a couple of people round. You know, they, they look at this. They match with your assessment. Um, Irovetti sees what's happening here, comes over, gets told what's going on, nods in a completely unsurprised fashion. Yeah. Um, they will go and check out Triss's horse as well. It hasn't been poisoned. Yeah. Um, and... Kaelin's endeavouring to do this, you know, you know, this is just a matter of tournament yeah. routine, kind of, yeah. as opposed to making a big loud fuss about cheating. They come back, um, get get Kaelin to go and pick out three random or three horses from the lot that please him. Yeah. And then Irovetti picks one of them. Yeah. And this one you get on and check over and it seems fine. Yeah. Uh, you do not take various penalties to your ride checks and things because your horse has been poisoned. Sweet, huh? Dirty cheating! Yep. It's a tradition! <laughs> I'm just happy no one seems to have poisoned my me. Either that or it's something that'll kick in during <laughs> the joust. That would, that would have to be incredibly specific, given yeah. they can't judge how much dosage of mead you're going yeah. to take. Much more likely would be it's not going to kick in until before the next joust. Yeah. Alright. 
And when you're ready, you hear from Triss at the end. He pulls himself up onto his horse. The two of you salute each other vaguely and then ride gently down towards each other and pull up next to each other in the midpoint of the line. He tilts his helm up and stares at you and it's weird to see because Tristan is many things but he's really, if ever, angry. Yeah. You could probably count the number of times you've seen him in a blind rage, you know, on two fingers. Yeah. That. I don't know if it's actually ever, if he's ever been super pissed off at anything in the campaign. He was pretty upset when um, Swetlana was nearly assassinated. Yes, that's true. But even then, he wasn't, he wasn't furious. Angry. He was distressed and yeah. unhappy and he's sad been and worried. several times, but yeah. he's not an angry person. No. Whereas Triss is an angry person. Yeah. And he glares at you. And King Caitlin. It should have been me. Yeah. And he, he will unsurprisingly use Intimidate for his first check here. Yeah, and Caleb will use Intimidate too. However, this is not an attempt to particularly frighten or, or rile Triss. Yeah. This is just an attempt to bring Caleb's greater weight of years of experience to the test. Yeah. He is a he is a trained professional. Yeah, he res- has, this is not did, his first... Wrestling did much yeah. the same thing. The, I'm, bringing the the ra- I'm bringing what wrestling brings to the table. Caleb is not rattled or threatened by this. Or is he? <laughs> the other hand, it has been kind of a bad night. Uh, that would be a 19. He is definitely distracted yeah. by this. Uh, Triss will beat you on the imposing intimidation. I, I think that's actually very appropriate. Yeah. Okay, then you ride down to the Yeah, Kaelin is um, not threatened, but he is distracted yeah. and off his... This is not going to be his best... This is not going to be the performance he could have given absent all this personal stuff. And there's the... Also, to be honest, his personal motivation for beating the tar out of Triss has um, taken a bit of a knock. <laughs> and the two of you... Begin to ride towards each other. Yeah. How would you like your ride check served? Uh, let's see here. I've got Tristan's. Yep, so. Uh, he shield jousts, incidentally, if it's of any interest to you, as opposed to double handing his lance. Right. I see lower damage. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the DC twenty. Okay, and he is going for thirty. <laughs> and I make it. Ooh, I don't think he's going to. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a plus. No, he is not. Um, so. He will actually fail that by 5, but not by 10. Yep. Uh, and when he rides in, his seat is not solid. He is bouncing a bit all over the show. He takes minus 2 to AC, and he doesn't derive any benefit from yep. his um, bonuses. Okay. And we roll for initiative. Yes, you do. Him at no bonus. Well... 
Yes, but on the other hand. Which could be pretty damn solid. Uh, that is. 19. 21. Callan gets a 19. Ooh, even with your bonus? Callan has a plus 4 to inter- plus, plus 5 from the ride check and a plus 4 from initi- improved initiative. Yep. But he has no intim- initiative bonus flyers of his own. He's yep. relying on that plus 9 and he rolled a 9. 18. Yep. And Tris, Tris will ride you down first as yep. the two of you bolt towards each other. He swings the lance at you. Um, now, can he hit me? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the question. Alright, so. Uh, technically, I suppose. So I've got a minus two penalty for should charge. penalised on that. Because he's drunk. Yeah, but I've, I never usually bother penalising or bonusing initiative checks. Yeah, well, that's work to crack on. On the other hand, it does actually matter here. Yeah. Uh, are you beating, is a 19 going to make any substantive difference to your standings? Um, then we will both be on 19, at right. which point whoever gets the dex modifier wins, at which point it will be him, unless he's got no initiative uh, modifiers of any kind. No, if you are both on the same initiative, because yep. it's jousting rules by the standard rules, you're going to hit each other at the same time. Oh, cool, so we both get the hitter? Yes. Awesome, okay. And so if we both unfortunately see each other, we fight on the ground, Correct. right? Excellent. So for for purposes of um, us not rolling each other at the same time, he'll hit you first arbitrarily and then yeah. you can hit him. Yeah. But you ride towards each other, um, and Caelan will actually get a couple of impressions off of here, particularly now that you know what you know. Uh, can you give me a sense motive check at a plus ten bonus? <laughs> Tell you what you think of this man. Uh... So, that's a 19. Okay. So, the last time you faced him in a joust, he was a, a decent rider and a decent horseman and all the rest of it. Um, but he wasn't... He was good, but he wasn't stunning. Yeah. Um, here, he, that was a couple of years ago, though. Yeah. He said. Um, here, he looks a lot better... Um, as if he's put a lot of time into setting up, you know... And training for jousting. Training, training his nu- but not just training, training his nuts off. And what you see in him now that you're looking at it is there's a bit of Barn and Eldis's discipline in there. Ouch, yeah. That, that ability, because both of them are Eldori sword duelists and both of them have that same iron focus of dedicate yourself to the goal <coughs> and go at it as hard as you can. Yeah. Uh, you also think he's a lot more motivated now because now that you're a thorn as well, it's a hell of a lot more personal versus when you're the half-orc king of a land that he's not that interested in. Yeah. Um, so he looks like he has been training hard for this. Yes. And he charges towards you, and you charge towards him, and the two of you's lances come at each other at the same moment, and he will take his shot at you, and he is drunk, so he is not drunk to power attack you hardcore. He will power attack you very lightly. Yep. It's he's drunk enough to make bad decisions, but not awful decisions. Yeah. Given that he has no bonus to hit otherwise. On the other hand, uh, that would be... Uh, plus he is charging. Uh, that would be 26 to hit. 
That will not do it. I have a 27 AC because of the um, ride bonus. Right. Caleb is just too solid. So his his lance is going to scrape you yep. and explode, but doesn't hit you in the right location to knock you off your horse. Yep, because Caleb's just too well-seated. And simultaneously you swing at him as he brings his shield up to try and block you. Yep. If he hadn't power attacked, he'd have hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Irony. Yeah, but that's being... He, 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 this, I, I'm pretty confident if you if I win this, it's going to be that he could have won it if he was soberer and less, and less 16. Uh, yeah, well, he's also... He's, if he wasn't drunk, yeah. then he wouldn't be at the minus two penalties. Yeah. If he wasn't drunk, he wouldn't have picked a fight with Tristram, and this would be a very different conversation. Okay, so um, that's a... And I've got a plus two as well. So that's a... Um, thirty to hit. Uh, I forgot he gets bonuses to his right check from intimidating you. Uh, so he has not actually lost his solid seat. He hasn't achieved his check. Yeah. But he hasn't he hasn't failed by five. Yeah. Given the right bonus off that. Uh, so thirty. Yes. So so he did hit me. No. Right. I'd given him the bonus on the attack. I hadn't given it to him on his right check for his original. Ah uh, yes. Okay. So yes. So thirty. Okay. So you swing towards him, and it looks like you're about to connect, and then at the last moment he endeavours to jink his horse around, as he will choose to activate his mounted combat ability rather than get hit automatically. Uh, yep. At which point he makes a ride check at difficulty 30. Yeah. If he succeeds, his AC... Or rather, he needs to make a 31, technically, because he needs his ride check to be higher than the AC you're hitting. Yeah. If he succeeds at it... Then he moves the horse at the last minute and you miss. Yeah. And that's the only time he gets to do this in the joust. Then yep. you ride at each other again. Yep. So, other dice, Knight of Thorns. Yep, that's definitely going to do it. Sweet, everybody. And, and like an expert horseman, at the last moment he jinxes his horse. So you you are certain to hit him, but for his horsemanship... And he just glances at you. His lance explodes over your shoulder. You're not staggering you off your seat substantively. And yours goes a little low and you're forced to pull it up because you're explicitly not allowed to hit the horse. That's cheating and a disqualifiable offence. And you hit him low towards the thigh, which he also winces at as it explodes. And neither of you falls off, and the two of you ride around each other. Woohoo! And the crowd goes, because that's the only, only the second one that's gone to two rounds. Yep. Uh, Kundalinor did two rounds. Yep. And we come at each other again. Yep. So, initi- so ride choices. Yep. And you are now at a plus four to your ride from your um, ride by attack. Yes, that gives me a, D- a flat DC 22 before rolling. Yep. So I'm going to head up to the 25 at uh, this point. And I think this is visibly obvious. So you, you, he's clearly got mounted combat. He's also got ride by attack. Yeah. Because he is a mounted combatant. A mounted combatant. Yeah. So yes, I am going for the twenty-five ride check, which means I can't, uh, uh, which gives me a chance of failure. But I... he's going to go thirty again. Yeah. That was not great, <clears throat> but it is enough. Exact same result. He fails, but not by five. Yep. I make my check. Same number on the dice. Alas. So I've got. So I've got plus four to hit. Um, uh, uh, plus one AC because of the penalty from charging, and plus five to damage, and plus nine to initiative. Yep. And it's initiative checks. Yeah. 
Big old false dice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Callan and initiative. Just not friends. 13. Uh, that is going to be you ahead of him because he doesn't have any bonus to it. Uh, he is on 12. Sweet! But I do have shitloads of bonuses. So, a half a moment behind him. <coughs> Sorry, a half a moment ahead of him. Yep. You swing for him. Okay. Quite a lot. Uh, so that is uh, 31 plus four, 35. You couldn't miss any of these guys that specially have shields so they're harder to hit, could you? Look, I'm sorry, but I have plus 15 with a lance. Just flat, right off the bat, before I've had any bonuses. <laughs> because I'm good at fighting people with lances. Okay, so that one will hit him. He yep. again tries to jink his horse out of the way, and just is not fast enough this time. Yep. At which point I am rolling a d8 plus 7 times 3. Uh, yeah, if that's your strength modifier, then yes. Um, with an additional plus 5 bonus to damage. Yeah, which... plus 5 being after. Rather yeah, than that's trouble. right. So... Okay, um... Got a bonus to his ride checks, but I don't know how well it's going to go. Right, That is a total of 44 points of damage. Okay, come on, ride check. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, he's probably going to fail that anyway, so he might as well fail it spectacularly. Yep. (laughs) Um, you ride towards him, and he's he's good. Yeah, you know he's very good. He's certainly good enough to compete at this professional level. But he's a little drunk. He's a little distracted, and he's not quite as good as you are. Yeah. And on the second ride through, your lance hits him square on the breastplate, going over his shield. Goes, explodes dramatically. He staggers, spins on his horse, does not fly off and hit the walls but tilts right back over and goes bang onto the ground. Winner! And the crowd goes, And you see him roll over, and he just punches the ground as hard as he can. Several times. And Kellen will stand there and just sort of watch him. Kellen will slide down. Will um yeah, right, slow, right, right. Uh, will, will, will slow his horse, bring it to a stop, slide down off it, and ground the flats and and sheathe it, and just sort of walk, not over to him, but and over to near him. You will hear him um, speaking in a not particularly low tone in Sylvan. It's basically fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Fucking Sylvan over and over again. <laughs> or some equivalent there at all. And Kale will at will give him a, a minute of, you know, punching the ground and will then um walk over, crouch down a little near him, and say very softly in Sylvan Whether you want a lost boy. It wouldn't have fixed everything. You're good. You're bloody good. But you're not going to find the answer to all of your life's problems at a joust. Now, 
Be a true sword. Stand up, wave, and give the crowd a show. Don't let them see you angry. Don't let them see you sweat. That's what Elvis would say if he was here right now. Don't tell me what my father would say. This isn't over. Points a finger at you, and he will actually push you yeah. away. And the crowd sort of woos at this blatant violation. Yes. This isn't over. I'll see you again. And then reality rips aside behind him, and he just steps into it and yeah. disappears. And the crowd sort of boos lightly at this. And Caleb will wait, shake it, shake his head, wave them off. And just stand up. Somewhere in the back of the scene, the wriggling man does exactly the same thing. Yeah. And you, of course, have a pretty good idea where he's plane shifting off. Yeah. And Kaelin will take a deep breath, sigh, and then smile and wave to the crowd and just walk off the field. Sometimes jousting does not fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me beating the night at Drew Thorn. Your winner, Kaelin, King of Stagthorn. In the second semi-final, Kundal of Fort Drelov versus the Steel Juggernaut, Villamore Karth. Karth! <laughs> yeah, and Kellen's gonna go watch this match. Oh my, is he? again steps up. Both of the you know, Kundal seems a little drunk, but he's hardly falling off his horse or anything. Um, he climbs up. Uh, having seen this happen, he will stop and look over his horse. Yeah. And then Kalen sees he waves his arms at the officials. They come round, there's some discussion, Erebetti goes over, several things happen, Kundal gets a new horse. Ah, nice. <laughs> Good one, Kundal. He gets a bonus to his handle animal check, having seen the exact same thing happen in front of him. <laughs> uh, and then he and Koth step up on opposite ends. Um, They ride forward towards each other, sort of glare at each glare at each other a bit. Kundal runs to the crowd. Koth just stares him down. Um, the two of them ride past each other. Um, they ride round to the end and they charge in as hard and as fast as they can. Uh, and Koth hits him with the lance a little ahead of Kundal's blow. And just waffles him. He doesn't aim for his chest, he aims for his head. Yeah. And spears the lance straight into Kundal's head, and Kundal goes flip, bang, upside down off the horse, hits the ground, and stops moving. Okay. And Koth rides straight through him with a mighty explosion, and Koth from the crowd. And 
several people run over to Kundal, yeah, check uh, on yeah. him, and make the, he's okay, folks, yeah. slam to the crowd. <laughs> he's out cold as well. Yeah. So that's two fights, two KOs. Two fights, two KOs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of, this is one of the reasons I t- took improved initiative. I don't uh, think... also KO'd his first round qualifier. Yeah. I don't think I can take a hit from this guy. I'm going to have to hit him first and unseat him. You're a shitload mightier than the people he's fighting, though, in all fairness. Yeah, 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 I am, but... You know, Kundal, Kundal was at the beginning of book two that you encountered him. Yeah, yeah, but um, it is... Um... <coughs> it's hard not to... If you've got spirit in charge, you can do a heck of a lot of damage with a lance, particularly if you have, say, a shitload of strength. <laughs> But nonetheless, I'm in the finals. Okay. Whatever happens, Stagbone's coming away from this tournament with some more points. And I think at this point it would be appropriate to consider the listings, because there's only two possible results at this point. Yes. Um, So that would be... What happens at this point is you go back, sit down, eat dinner, and start drinking again. So just cough. Um, Everyone else will more or less do the same as well. Yeah. Um... Uh, Kundal and um, Triss, should he reappear, are obliged to do the same as well for yeah. Bethun, because when midnight comes, basically just before midnight, um, Triss and Kundal will have a third and fourth place playoff. Yeah. Uh, because it's still relevant. It, it may not be strictly relevant with this setup of points, but it is at least theoretically relevant. Yeah. Um, then you and Koth, after midnight or around midnight, have the famous drunken midnight joust. Yeah. Um, so, you wish to know where it stands at the moment? Yes. Uh, so, uh, uh, Pytax at present, you, Stagthorn is in the lead by one point. Yeah. Winner of this gets six points, second place gets four. Yeah. Meaning, if Koth beats you, Pytax takes the tournament. If you beat Koth, you, you take, take the, the tournament. tournament. And those are the only two ways it can go down. Those are the but... only two ways it can go down. No yep. one else can win at this point. Yeah. Um, hilariously, the first world in Fort Draylev are also in a dead tie. So, so whoever wins was... third or fourth of those will come third. Although, um, I have a suspicion at this point that it might be Kundled by default. I don't think the Knight of Thorns is coming back for his, um, for his goodwill re- 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 for his goodwill rematch. I don't fit, get the feeling goodwill was high on his priority list. Two sweetest words in the English language, default. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Kundled would be damn proud of his third. I don't think the Knight of I don't think he'd take the Knight of Thorns, but you know, if you run out on the tournament, that's kind of how these things go. But I don't think the First World was in this for the goodwill somehow. Okay, they certainly haven't got out of the way to acquire any. Triss does not reappear, um, and some time will go by, and this is. Now towards the end of the tournament, a much more relaxed and revelry-filled environment. Most of the politicking in that is over at this point. People are not having last-minute diplomatic meetings up until midnight. People are mostly just partying around. Yeah. Um, Koth, again, um, does appear to eat and drink. Food goes in his clockwork helm and disappears. Um, And it's clear, like, he puts in, you know, a big chicken bone makes some up and down motions with it and when it comes back out it's a bone with no more chicken on it. Yeah. So 
the, he's eating it seems the most logical assumption, but isn't necessarily true. Yeah. And at this point, Kaelin is drinking heavily again. Yep. Can I have some more fortitude saves? Uh, two of them, respectively. Oh, okay. Gundel's getting good and peppered over there. Uh. Yeah, because if the Rite of Thorns doesn't sit around and drink with us, he cannot compete in the Midnight Jost, right? Um, basically, if he if he doesn't appear, period, he forfeits by default. If, or if he doesn't appear in any condition to joust, a couple of people have been DQ'd in previous years for passing out, having drunk too much. Um... But the the drinking is a tradition rather than a rule. It would certainly be heavily frowned upon for him to not show up and drink. Um, and people could indeed push the issue if they chose to. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn incidentally got a 20 followed by a 30. Nice. Okay, so... You... are actually starting to get a bit hammered here. Yeah. You are not staggering to the point where you cannot stand. Uh, so this is basically... Uh, lighter fort save was the first one. Yeah. A heavier one, then heavier one again. Yeah. You have failed the second of three. Yeah. Which makes you uh, second, I think, is the condition. In any case, it's minus two everything, damage included. Yeah. Uh... You don't hit the secondary condition, where you then double that to minus fours. Yeah. And the third one is you pass out. Yeah. Having, if you fail both of those two, then you make a third one versus passing out altogether. Yeah. Having not done that, you don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Um, Kundal and the um, <coughs> and the steel juggernaut drink on, and you get another sense motive check against them. See yep. how drunk they are? A bit penalised by your own drunkosity now. Yes. That was what they both need to make. Third is an 18. Okay, so... Catelyn is accustomed to operating drunk on occasion. Yeah. Kundal is, is about where you are. He's he's good and sloppy drunk. Yeah. Um, cough is still functioning. Yeah. Um, like he hasn't been drinking at all? Moreover, as you beat this... Um, you're pretty sure he is drinking, but it's like he processes it differently to you. He could just be really hardcore and really set up for drinking. Um, or he could be biologically incapable of getting drunk. But he's he's put a lot down. Yeah. Uh, my buddies are biologically incapable of getting drunk. But as you say, the drinking is just a tradition. Yeah, it's, it's not strictly illegal. Yeah. And after all, um... If I'm right, um, it's not something he can turn off either, so he's not. it's not like he's doing it deliberately just to win the game. Like contest. my phantom hands! <laughs> I'm winning the Boulder Challenge! Whee! <laughs> okay, and you reach midnight with no further issues. Uh, Tristan and Michaela will actually reappear for this one. Oh, good. And you see them just before your dude go up. You know, they both come up and, and clap you on the back. Yeah. Good, good luck out there. Yeah. We'll be watching. And the true knight of thorns, Triss does not reappear. Yeah. Uh, the wriggling man, however, does at about eleven thirty. He just presumably has plane shifted back, but walks in from yeah. somewhere off screen. Um, goes over 
and speaks to Rivetti, uh, who calls for Conclave again. Yeah. Um, Caleb's sort of, ah, yeah. Conclave. Yeah, Caleb will stagger and drunk if they didn't want it. Well, their rules that made this drunk and joust, they could all live with Caleb being trolleyed at this point. Um, the wriggling man is apparently claiming that owing to psychological manipulation on the part of Stagthorn, he's blatantly accusing you of cheating yeah. at this point, uh, that the Knight of Thorns is unable to compete. Yeah. Um, owing to, you know, the pressures and blackmail and threats that you have put upon him. Yeah. And he wants to either disqualify you and take your place altogether or substitute in another champion on behalf of the First World. Yeah. Uh, Irvini tells him to fuck off for his vote in the Conclave. Yeah. Uh, does Caitlin have any particular investment in this? Yeah. Um, You're not actually talking to the wriggling man here because he has no standing to appear before Conclave. He yes. Many things, but he's explicitly not the king of the first world. Yeah. Nor is the Knight of Thorns, but he put himself forward as the representative. Yeah. Caitlin will say, quite clearly and quite bluntly, because he is, after all, not 100% sober, that if there's any um, manipulations between the first world and Stag Thorns, the first world owes Stag Thorn and not the other way around. And um, if anyone should be disqualified, it's the first world uh, for um, yep. their behaviour. Yep. And, and, um, and then votes day. And every single person votes nay, votes nay to this. Yep. Pytex votes him down, Stagthorn votes him down. Uh, Dagamark and Mivon both consider this fairly clearly explained in the rules if he's unable to appear for any reason. Yeah. You know. And Timon Marakis will point out, you know, we, we must all be prepared for the possibilities that, you know, certain of our neighbours may take preemptive measures to, you know, he's he's okay with you cheating, you know, yeah. it's been done before, it's yeah. been done again, yeah. it's all good. Uh, Grolton, of course, is, you know, the first, you know, those arrogant people, you know, rah, 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 you know, they're, they're fleeing us in advance of the war we've declared on this. Uh, yeah. And also, of course, votes no, because now he has a grudge against the Knight of Thorns. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, the GM can't even remember why at this point, which probably fits perfectly with his heart and mind. I remember them declaring war. Um, I, I can't remember why. Uh, and Fort Drayliff absents themselves from the boat because then, there is no one here to vote on their behalf. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gregory is now the highest ranking, ranking representative, but as apparently no one went to Aravetti and said the king's leaving, Gregory's in charge now. Yeah. No one votes on Drayliff's behalf. So six votes to nothing. Uh, they get to the joust because Triss can always appear at any given point and yeah. theoretically take place in this. Kundal rides out, goes rah, rah, rah to the crowd. Yeah. Um, then wins by default. Yeah. Is he okay with that? Like, you know, what's he going to do about it? Yeah. Plus, you know, he's had a good night. He's pretty drunk. <laughs> He sort of, he, he rocks the crowd up completely and rides around, you know, and does this preemptive, you know, let my opponent show up and I'll show him, you know, what a true Lenore man can do. Yeah. I'll bend him over and send him home crying to his mummy. <laughs> uh, and Fort Drayliff picks up two points by default. Yeah. Which, in all fairness, Kundal has won three jousts. Yeah, to yeah, get to this point. it doesn't exactly seem unfair to me. Uh, which will bring them to a clear third place. Yep. Uh, the first world in fourth. 
Yep. Then move on, then Grolton, then Dagemark on zero points. Yep, poor Dagemark. Um, I'm not super sorry I just qualified their cheating archer, but I wish that was something. And the crowd is buzzing a lot now, as yeah. they can pretty much see this one is for all the marbles. Oh, yes. Like, it's, it's just blatantly apparent to anyone who's been following the tournament, and everyone's been following the tournament. Yeah. And Irovetti stands up, and even he seems to pause for a moment at this. True midnight has fallen. It is now time for the grand final of the Rushlight Joust. Presenting, for representing Pytax, the Steel Juggernaut, Villamore, Koth. Representing the Kingdom of Stagthorn, King Kaelin Thorn. Kaelin! Kaelin waves to the crowd, wonders why there's two of his horse, waves to the crowd. Uh, the crowd instantly boos the shit out of Triss's lack of presence here. Yeah. Condor marching around goes, yeah, yeah, and the official stands up and basically says, you know, the duel will, the, the joust will begin at the count of ten, you know, if the true knight of thorns does not appear, you'll be disqualified. Nine, boo, goes the crowd, ten... They're not heckling Kundal, but they're heckling the Knight of Thorns in a tent here. And that doesn't make me as happy as it might have at an earlier stage in this tournament. Well, if you hadn't confronted him, he wouldn't have bailed on this. Ah, right. I feel bad about that then. It's his problem. Yep. Kaelin is a consummate interventionist. And he can't but try and make it better even if he actually makes it worse. Villa Morkoff. Stands up. Gets on his horse. Um, I think we shall safely assume Kaelin checks his horse over a tent. Oh, point. yes. It has not been poisoned, <laughs> surprisingly. Koth um, stands up. And does what he did um, previously his armour begins to sort of let off steam and all that kind of thing uh, sorry that no, wasn't that one um, getting late I can't remember what it looked like he rages yep um, so I'm just checking in um, yep. I'm happy to do the final joust I don't know if something else is going to happen dramatically at this point um, uh, yeah I think I, I'm fine with who we are for time that's fine sweetie that's what I was trying to check on the sound of the gong the final joust will begin you ride forward towards each other and stare each other down yep and it's going to be intimidating because I can't do perform for shit I don't fancy my chances but Koth leans across to you and this is the first time you have ever heard him actually speak he yeah. has said nothing whatsoever to anyone up until this point he leans across to you I will be your doom and Caleb will look at him and say You're not as scary as the last man who said that to me. Was that Vorticai? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of hard to argue with. 
you know, cough might well kill you, but he probably isn't going to animate your corpse and send it to the deadlight. Yeah. Yeah, and post intimidate you. Yes. Twenty-eight. Ooh, you're going to skunk him at that. Ha. Uh, he has a meager twenty-four. Ha! I rolled well, and I have good intimidate. So he stares you down, and he doesn't see you blink, and that worries him a little. Because <laughs> everyone else has blinked at this point, and he's he's absolutely expecting you to because you watched him knock out three people one after another. And I am a little worried, but I don't let him see me blink. And, and it is like it's it's not common at all. It might have happened once or twice in the Rush Flight histories. But it's well theoretically possible for him to actually kill you doing this. Yeah. If he hits you hard enough with one shot. Yeah. I mean, the problem is you don't get to this level without... You don't get to this sort of jousting without picking up a few levels. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You win. Plus two to ride, plus two to attack. Yes. Uh, Koth double hands his lance, as you would have probably expected. Yeah, given that he hits, he wins by whacking people. And it's ride check time? It is ride check time. Okay. You want to aim. Let me have a look at what my options does not get that plus two. Okay, so that just cancels out my drug bonus, so I've got a flat, I've got no penalty, so I've got a flat 18. But I do get the plus two for ride by attack, so that makes it a 20. shitload of bonus to initiative. Alright, fail by five and you take minus two penalty to AC, fail by ten and you ride a horse yourself. Yeah, so failing by ten fail by ten and you lose the joust. You ride poorly and you fall off your horse. Yeah. Um, fail at all and you get no benefit. Yeah. But you might need the big benefit, so Yeah. Um I'm going to take all... I think this one's for all the marbles. I'm going to make, try and make the DC 30 check. Yeah, and Koth is going to settle on a nice 25. You will hit. Ooh. And I am going to re-roll that one. <laughs> did you just unhorse yourself? Yeah. I don't actually... I'm not actually sure I did, but... Um, I uh, said, you're aiming for a 30? Yeah, and so I got... Um, and I got a... Um, and I got a um, twenty-one. Right. So on a twenty, you unhorse yourself. Yep. So like, do you have any particularly awesome riding cards there? Uh, no. No. I, I'm part tossing that one because it's a con card. Yep. I'd argue with. No, we will that one. Ooh, that's more like it. And I make my DC thirty ride check. Okay. So. The two of you rush recklessly towards each other. So that is a... That's a... Initiative is a plus 14 bonus. Minus, I don't take the penalty... Do I take the penalty for being drunk to initiative? Uh, yes, because it's a joust. Yep, so 12. Um, and then... 
because the initiative is so critical to it. Yeah. Um, but I don't take the penalty to a city, do I? For no. being drunk, no, because no. that doesn't... Yep, so I've got a plus three to AC. Plus five to hit. Plus seven to hit. And plus two for me. Yeah, that one's counts. So plus seven to hit. And plus ten damage. Minus two, so plus eight. Yep, okay. okay. I'm ready to just. Roll for initiative. Yep. That cough is. You've got your bonus sorted out. Cost is at plus five. Plus is natural. It's not the number I was looking for. Cost. Uh, that's a twenty. Uh, to his. Uh, <laughs> to his twenty as well. So you will hit each other at the same time. Excellent. That's nice and dramatic. I'm content with that. Oh balls! This could be fun. <laughs> Alright, so who do we want to roll first? Uh, do you have a preference? Um, I say me. Let's find out if I can knock him over. Okay. So you ride towards Koth and your lances tilt towards each other. Yep. And that is... Thirty-three. That will hit him comfortably. Cool. Um, he is not using any clever defensive techniques. He does not have a shield, and he is actively throwing caution to the wind and raging. Yep. Was not the number I was looking for, however. Um, but I achieved the minimum damage, which is a meager thirty-two. <laughs> He can theoretically actually make this. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, no, he is five under that. So that will unhorse him. Yeah, we won't, we won't describe what it looks like until we see what happens with Kaelin's. Okay, and then Koth aims for you. Yep. Uh, and yep, he is actually thinking about what he's doing, so he's not going to power attack you at all. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 36 to hit your AC. Okay, um, I'm going to use my mounted combat ride to avoid the hit. Of course, he can do that as well, can't he? Yes. Does he want to? Uh, yes, probably, given his alternative was to pull off his horse. Yeah. Um, so. Sorry. Not onto that. Uh, so let me just work out what he's got to hit you. Okay, what was your to hit roll on? Do you remember? I, Thirty-three rings a bell. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's that's right because it was. Um, that, that, yeah, fire up his AC. Yep, so he will try and ride that off yep. in mounted combat. Uh, which he will not succeed at. Okay, and then I will do, try and do the same. Uh, you are aiming at a ride check 34. Okay. Oh, I'll use 35 because you have to exceed his um, head. That is, however, factoring in your bonuses to ride from winning the challenge phase and all that sort of thing. As well. Yeah, but unfortunately, I'm drunk, so that just cancels out. No, that's a 32. I can't pull that off. Okay. 
So if he's damaging me, he's damaging me. Yep. Which point he's gonna hit you? Oh. Ah. Okay, I think you can say goodbye to your horse at this point. Uh, four. Damage. Uh, so I need to make a ride check of 45? <laughs> yeah. 46? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't make that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the two of you rush towards each other. He turns his lance to hit you square on the chest, just as he exposes himself, and you turn your lance to hit him square on the chest. And the two of you smash into each other, <laughs> fly off the two horses, and fall down, both going, oh! <laughs> Oh, my chest. Yep. And the crowd goes, woo, from over as they wait to see whether one or both of you are going to stagger up. Uh, obviously, if one of you is knocked out, that's the end of the conflict. Yep. And Koth, gook, gook, pulls himself to his feet. So does Kaelin. All right. And we fight on foot. Yep. Awesome. Uh... So you fight on foot until one of you is reduced to half hit points. Right. So do we take that? We don't take damage for the. Um, do we take damage for the lance blow? Or yes. We... Right. Yes, you just took that much damage in the face. So that was forty-five for me. Yes. And you got what he took. Yes. Okay. Alright, so... No, that, that's explicitly the point. If he damn near knocks you out with the lance and he has to hit you once, then... Yeah, um, so, um... Hang on, uh... Um, yeah, um, so Kalen's on 50. You say he has to take me down to half? Yep. Kalen's half is 47 and a half. So if he does me yep. more First than... First time two... he hits you, this is over. Yep. On the other hand, the same might be true for him. That's very true. Uh, so given that, do we want to continue? Because it might be a reasonably quick duel at this point. Um, yeah, I think let's, let's, let's finish that. Let's try and finish this out. Yep. And you both stagger up towards each other and draw out whatever weapons you please at this point that are not your lances because they have exploded. Yeah, so um, presumably we're not uh, we're supposed to use like masterwork weapons or can we, nope. use, we can use whatever we like? Yep, at this point you are no longer jousting, you are dueling. Okay, fine, I'm drawing gatekeeper. The thing is, it doesn't come up enough. You'd be damn foolish to arm your champion with 100,000 gold worth of weapon on the off chance you both unhorsed each other at the same time. Yep. Okay, I'm drawing Gatekeeper. Uh, this, this incidentally is the first time this has happened in the tournament, so it's very appropriately dramatic. Yeah. I think. I could be wrong with that. No, no, I'm pretty confident you're right. Okay, you draw Gatekeeper, and he pulls out his double-handed fuck-off axe. Yep. Very. Ecoth and I have got certain things in common when it comes to weaponry. Um, it looks like it is um, well-made, but heavily used... It is dented and chipped in several places, but Kalen would not see this as a weapon that is ill-maintained so much as a weapon that has been very heavily used. Yeah. And the two of you stagger towards each other, and now you roll your regular human being initiatives without any fancy bonus writing tricks. However, I do have a plus four bonus. Which you still get to apply. Yeah. Okay, and Kalen gets an 18. Uh, That will be cough. 
Sweet. Kellen endeavours to stab him with Gatekeeper. So the two of you basically literally fall down next to each other, stagger up, pull yeah. your weapons out, um, and start waffling on each other. Okay, and Kellen gets... That was not... Start when we and this, this is the downside to having put all your feet in yeah, combat. Naturally. Um, 22 with my first blow. He dodges. Yep. Funk. And Kellen full attacks. It, like, it doesn't bounce off his armour, he dodges. Yeah. With his full fly. And that's not very good either. And that's a 19. And that will miss as well. Yeah, Kellen's shaken from the um, fall off the horse. Cough staggers up and you can hear the kind of laboured breathing coming out from inside the mask which echoes around of course does the style thing (sighs) (sighs) unlumbers the double handed great axe and swings wildly for you yep Uh, 42 to hit yeah that will hit at which point, um, and you might as well roll the damage, but that's it. He will waffle you with the great axe as hard as he can uh, for 19 points of damage. Yeah. Um, and the rest, in fact. Uh, 29 points of damage. Yep. As the axe bites savagely into your flesh and twists as he does it. Yeah. And Kaelin staggers back away from this blow, actively bleeding at this point. Yeah. One assumes you're not dead. No, and in fact, Kaelin will uh, 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 stagger back, bleeding, and get to his feet, at yep. which point the marshal will about this roll. <laughs> and people watch this room, and there is the gong again. Damn. Both knights have unhorsed each other in a demonstration of skill. The duel on foot has proved conclusive. King Kaelin has been bloodied first. Therefore, I announce the victory in the Midnight Joust and the Rushlight Tournament to Villamor Koth, the steel juggernaut of Pytax. <laughs> goes the crowd. And Whew. that is that. Yep. And um, I think uh, I like closing jousting remarks. And yep. um, Caitlin will um, walk up, to, will salute him with Gatekeeper as he puts it away. Cook. And um, walk up to him. Good match. I'll get you next year. We will see. And Helen will. He will actually shake your hand. Yeah. And kind of mechanically. Yeah. (laughs) And then he walks off as well. Um, at, at which point, um, manly pride satisfied, Kill yeah. will stagger slightly. And, and the crowd goes nuts and cheers wildly yeah. for the two of you. Yeah. And then, um, there's another about hour or so of people kind of staggering around and setting things up. Kill yeah. just goes over and has a rest. Yeah, yeah. Kill will, will retrieve some healing from yes. his friend. P- Friends and uh, the, then, um, the turnovers itself down. will actually come over. Will will actually heal your various wounds. And sweet. Um, well, nonetheless, nonetheless, it's been a long day. <laughs> and 
Thus, that very night, at about 12.30 to 1 o'clock, there is the presentation ceremony, yep. where they've got the classic Olympic Games pedestals of first, yep. second, third. Kaelin uh-huh. um, uh, goes up to collect second place as the king of Stagthorn. Yeah. goes up to collect first place as the king of Pytax. Yeah. Um, and in the absence of anyone else coming to do it... Yeah. Um... Classy, guys. Classy. Uh, that would be... It's got to be Gregory, doesn't it? Uh, you'd think, but, it, like, he doesn't outrank some of the other yeah. councillors there. Uh, however, he does not go up to stand next to you on the pedestal. Oh, right, yeah. Instead, he sort of... Or they, there's a bit of awkward fidgeting amongst party Drelev, yeah. and he shoves Lynette forward, ah, who no. is the high priestess of Fort Drelev. Yeah. And she will come forward and collect the third place thing. And what you are given is a nice, big, literally made of silver trophy that cool. declares 47-19, I believe. Yeah. Rushlight Tournament, second place, Kingdom of Stagthorn. Yeah, this is totally going on our mantle, because we have a big-ass mantle. Uh, Iravetti <laughs> takes the copy of Zadiga's Picnic that he just more or slightly presents to himself. Yeah, yeah, and, and he already had it. Uh, and then... Um, and people... Applaud wildly and enthusiastically. You know, the crowd is still kind of hyped, but it has been a long day. Yeah. When the ceremony ends, your emotions are starting to flag and people sort of uh, turn in for the night. Yeah. And, um, Kaelin will ask, um, his people, you know, to, um, make, to maintain watches and be on the guard in case there's another backstab and this is coming. The wriggling man just takes off again as soon as his argument is rejected, basically. He doesn't even. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, he will stick around and watch the jousts. As soon as they're over, he disappears. Yeah, I don't care about him. I care about um, whatever... I, I care about whatever Gregory was talking about. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, yeah, um, you would probably not be told this, because I don't think it's alarming enough to wake you up in the middle of the night to tell you. Um, but... Um, when you wake up the next morning, the rest of Camp Fort Drelev has departed as well. Yeah. Basically at night. Yeah. Um, nothing appears to have happened. Yeah. No one else has died. Meteors have not hit the tournament, anything like that. Yeah. Um, and Kaelin gets up in the morning. You pretty much shake your hangover off because yeah. you're hardcore. Yeah, I am. You, all your I, wounds, I, I'm totally going to sit down for a hearty breakfast yeah. in public view. All your just wounds have been magically I'm healed. The, Bryn, I'm the man. Bryn is sort of curled up next to you with you know the two bubs in a yeah. sling. Yeah. She, she sort of leans over to you and kisses you. <laughs> like seeing you ride. <laughs> okay, a little hugger. It was a bad day, but it was fun, but it was a good but it was a good fight. And people are starting. The tournament is now officially over. People are packing up around you slowly in no particular desperate hurry um, and starting to slowly depart. And the Pytaxian group comes sort of vaguely in Stagthorn's direction and Irovetti will quite precisely hail you, talk to your guard, seek permission to come over and talk to you and then comes over to talk to you. Oh God, it's going to be round three of the Have You Rick Incident conversation. It is unfortunate that we could not... First, I must congratulate you on your impressive jousting. 
You are the only one I have ever seen to stagger my German horn. Yeah, he's a tough fight. Uh, I'm impressed. Clearly, that situation must be improved. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) As to the offer I made earlier... Afraid my position's still unchanged. You misunderstand me. It has expired. My information is no longer of any value to you. You cannot prevent what has already occurred. Right. Oh, great. Understood. You should return to your kingdom. Fort Drelev has by this point already invaded. Oh, that was what he meant. Okay. I do not have accurate information yet on whether or not Elk's rest has fallen. Dun dun dun! And then he turns and walks off, leaving the yep. rest of Camp Stangthorn to pack up hastily. Yep. Uh, at which point we then cut back. Yep. To the little caption. Elk's rest is sitting there perfectly peacefully and happily, and the caption comes up three days earlier. Yep. <laughs> and that is where we will leave the session be. Yep.